Hi, I'm Austin. And I'm Josh. And this is Amazeballs. Amazeballs. <laughs> we did it! It's a little harder to do in tandem when we're doing it virtually, not in the same room, but I think we nailed it and we're going with that take. Roll the music! Alright, so, what we're talking about tonight, Josh, you want to tell the people? Yeah, we're talking about What We Do in the Shadows, the Ooh. TV series. Love it, love it. Uh, do you want to tell us about your experience? Have you been a fan of this show for long? Uh, I have been aware of its existence for a few months. I think I saw a couple bits of one episode when I was over at Justin's house one time, but I had never been aware of the scope, like how popular it was, how it was based off a movie, you know, stuff. Um, so I, I went into this. Uh, we only planned to watch episode one. Right. I was uh, like, what, you have, shadows. it actually had to do with our uh, D&D campaign. You and former guest Aziz were like, we want to change around our uh, vampire powers a little. And I was like, Aziz is such a big fan of this. And like you said, Josh's house, or Justin's house constantly had this on. They were binging it for weeks, and that's where I first saw it too. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, you okay, your homework. As a DM, I'm assigning some homework. You have to listen, or watch the first episode of What We Do in the Shadows. And all right, so I, I did, and then I watched episode two. And then I watched all of season one and two over the course of like two days. <laughs> this was this was a blast. Uh, I binged. I it the almost same way didn't watch episode two. Yeah. Um, and episode two is what hooked me. I think. So just right off the top, we're probably going to get into spoiler territory, uh, just because we're going to be discussing most, most likely. Yeah. The entire series up to this point, it's been out for a while. We want to talk about it. And we both obviously liked it because I, I binge-watched it over the course of, like, two weeks because uh, Kat also wanted to watch it. Mm-hmm. But since then, I've gone back and I've watched a couple of episodes I wasn't paying too close of attention to to kind of mm-hmm. get, get the lore. So, the Yeah, premise... boy, is there lore. <laughs> it's so fucking good. The premise of what we do in the shadows, we've mentioned it up top, is vampires living in modern-day Brooklyn, New York, Staten Island, maybe. Um, Staten Island, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, They have a wonderful gothic manner. I I told you up top, Josh, this is a show that you really have to watch because the set pieces are a, a character unto themselves. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of, like, visual gags and stuff, too. That you you really kind of have to be paying attention a lot of the time, and it's really just beautiful. Like when they're doing their uh, testimonials, I guess you would call them. It's kind of filmed in a documentary mm-hmm. reality TV style. Right. Yeah. When uh, they're on either side of the room, and one has just like blue light behind them, and one has red light behind them. Uh, have you seen Crimson Peaks? No. Okay. It's a. It's a. It's a gothic horror movie that lacks all the comedy of this, but still really visually stunning and worth watch. Right. Um, it reminds me a lot of that. Mm. So I mean, this this puts in, you know, you say the house is set. This is kind of what I was missing from when uh, we watched Adam's Family Val, who is on Have You Seen, right? Yes, it, yes. The house is kind of its its own character. It's really lavishly decorated. And then they're in it, like, you know, a good 70% of the show. 
I'd say. Now that you bring so it up, that makes a lot. a lot of sense to me. I started binging this, like, uh, November, December last year. So it mm-hmm. would have been right after The Addams Family. I, I was still craving more gothic quirkiness, and this totally filled the gap, and I didn't even realize it. Right. Uh, That's good. Yeah, so like we said, we came in wanting to talk about just the first episode. Mm-hmm. We we both binged the entire series. Uh any parts that like, uh, what what hooked you? You said you weren't gonna watch the second episode. What was it that got you? I was I was really on the fence about watching. So and I was like, well, I shouldn't give this only one episode. Usually, times like a pilot episode is just like setting up characters and they don't really get in it. So I was like, I'll give it one more episode. Yeah, and that's kind of was... my rule for TV too. Is if I watch a pilot and it's really underwhelming, I'm like, uh, just to give it the benefit of the doubt, I'll watch the second one. Right. And there was one particular scene that really got me. I, I think I actually laughed out loud. It was the only time, I think, in the entire season one and two that I laughed Whoa. out loud. Uh, where, uh, God, I'm trying, why can't I remember the characters' names? I just watched all this like a second ago. Um, That's Nandor, probably why. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nandor was shopping at this convenience store because uh, the bear, and, you know, the big vampire bear, to show up and he has to you know make the place look nice. And he finds... Uh, a rack with crepe paper on it, and he misread it as creepy paper. <laughs> and he's just, he just spends like a solid minute just like saying creepy paper all delighted as he individually puts each one into his shopping cart. I was cracking up at this point too, like pretty hard when he's just like, ah, creepy paper. <laughs> and like his familiar Guillermo is, is correcting, he's, he's just not listening. Oh, Guillermo. and they just—they just—they we'll commit it. to the joke for so long. <laughs> I was like, "Okay, show you've got my attention. I'll—I'll I'll watch another couple episodes," and it kept it up. And that's—that's like, uh, that's part of the the pure joy of this show is like the dry British humor mm-hmm. interspersed with amazing visuals. Right. Like really. Yeah, I'm good, a uh, big fan of pretty much everything. I—I I can't think of a single thing I like dislike about the show. Even the characters. Like, I can't think of a single character I dislike. Right. They all have their place. They all make sense. They're all there as much as they need to be. You know, like, the side characters are there, you know, every couple episodes or so. They don't linger on them too long. But when they're the focus, it's like, you know, a whole episode, right? Even you know, the tertiary the... characters, what was, um... Yeah, the, the vampires in Brooklyn from the club, like, they oh show up again. Like, when they okay. live in the sewers and his, yeah. like, his girlfriend is that big-eyed ghoul that wants to eat Guillermo. <laughs> so, like, every uh, character matters in this that was, uh, Nick, and that blew Nick my Kroll, mind. That was Nick like, playing the trickster character. This made me want to mm-hmm. play the new Vampire Masquerade RPG that's scheduled to come out on, uh, like, PC so bad. Ooh, okay. I mm-hmm. love those Vampire the Masquerade RPGs, because they're, right. like, they're first person, and they're, like, gothic horror, but they, they have some good comedy to them also. I hear that they're pretty good. Like I've heard some pretty good things about them. Love them, absolutely. It might be them. specific ones, but uh, yeah. yeah. There, there's, there's one series where it's like vampire, the something, and it's like uh, an overhead kind of like Diablo clone or like that kind of thing uh-huh. from back in the day. But the ones I'm talking about, they're the first person RPGs, where you just play a single person, and it's like cyberpunk or Skyrim, but in a in a, an amazing gothic vampire world. 
<laughs> where there's ruling families and different types of vampires you can choose from. This has all of that. This is building on a ton of lore uh, that, Josh, no offense, you probably don't get just because I know the movies you've seen. Uh, like, right. I mean, I know a bit about vampire lore from like role playing and stuff, but yeah, there might be some. You know, they do a lot of vampire, right? You know, they have to be invited into a house. Oh yeah, the all classic the time. stuff they from do literature they keep. Yeah. But uh, I was more talking about like the cameos of the vampires that come in. Like, oh, I I did some research. Ooh, uh, okay, as I usually okay, let's hear it. do, and I did I did note that um apparently every member of the Vampire Council as an actor has played a vampire on screen before in a previous role. I was going to ask you about so, this because... I did know about that, yeah. That that was so impressive, that scene. To see to be like, wow. To see all these people that you know, yeah. I, like, can't I didn't know who half them. of them were, but <laughs> didn't know that before I watched the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You know Tilda Swinton, right? She's uh, in Doctor Strange. She was the main yes. one. She yes. She was in a movie by Jim Jarmusch, uh only lovers left alive that's a vampire movie that this heavily draws from so it was amazing to see her come back and then like pay homage to that role and then of course you have wesley snipes on the view screen who's fucking blade of course yeah i I like how because blade is a half vampire they like phone like literally phone and he doesn't count he's the day walker (laughs) and collins just looks at the camera like it's fucking office (laughs) right oh so uh what do you think of Colin, the energy vampire? Uh, Colin might be my favorite character. He's a lot of people's favorite He's character. He's really good. I'm I'm so glad they gave him an episode season two. I finished season one, and I was like, man, they really need to give him an episode. Like, I know he's probably this really like divisive character. Like The people that hate him probably really hate him <laughs> and like don't see him on screen a lot, but like... That that office episode where he becomes the boss, like I think, it was really important to his character. We got to see sides of him that we don't normally see, um, and it was it was a lot of fun. We get to see they all care about him yeah. too, which was nice. Right. So uh, I like the the one in season one where another empath vampire moves into the office and they have like, oh yeah that Evie standoff. yeah <laughs> that was a really yeah that one. was that was that was basically a call episode two I suppose yeah yeah that's true. So they gave him one every season and then. Colin and Colin's definitely up there, but Guillermo might be my favorite. Guillermo's really good too. I'm glad that they uh, did that Van Helsing blood thing him because like he was kind of nothing before. Uh, like he was important and did he was things and mostly fodder but, for like, their jokes before that. Yeah, that actually like made character and like he was super relevant season two and like did a ton of stuff and was like you know it was basically the cliffhanger. Of the, the last episode, of season two, and he got amazing action scenes. Like whenever, mm-hmm. whenever you could see, you could sense a tension building, and then every time Guillermo came in, you're like, "Oh, shit's about to go down." <laughs> yeah, but they, you know, they made it sense in character. Right? He kind of just bumbles into all his kills at first, you know, oh, in mm-hmm. early season two. Then later, he kind of gets used to it and starts doing things, you know, intentionally. It's a very Jar Jar Binks kind of fighting style in season one. Mm-hmm. Where he's just like moving around, tripping, maybe drunken style. Where uh... yeah, accidentally <laughs> opening the door, on the yeah, breaking the torch off the wall, and then impaling the vampire on. Oh, so good, so good. Right, continuity. The con in the show is insane. It really like, is. When he broke off that that light in the in the underground thing at the at the council, I was like, oh, that's just a, a joke. They're not going to do that. And they did something with it. 
like five minutes later when he impales the guy on it. Like, you know, every character I I can't think of like a main or side character that doesn't show up again. Yeah, like those guys from Brook up again. The girl that gets turned into a vampire, the nerd girl, she's just a couple times. Oh, Vicky, her friend yeah, from Brooklyn, was up. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you see a character on screen, they're going to matter, which is really cool. It is. Like, it makes me care about every thing, and it makes me want to pay attention to every single thing because you know there's a lot of callbacks. Mm-hmm. Right. If I wasn't paying attention in that club, so I might have been like, wait, who are these guys again? You know, in season two when they show up. Oh my so, god. The the journey that that cursed witch sphincter hat goes on is so fucking funny. Right. Oh, you know it's going to show up again in season three. They're just going to keep like, oh, doing it. you have to. It's a character run into itself. <laughs> I think one of the really good examples of continuity I liked was that, uh, was in the ghost episode where they get that haunting at the house. Mm-hmm. Um, right when it started and they all like kind of manifested their ghosts, I was like, please don't resolve all of this right now right. and they didn't <laughs> they left uh, it open i like that too was it natasha i forget her name her ghost natalia is still or- yeah natalia uh, is, is still around yeah and they haven't resolved it yet and it's th- th- just a thing there's another character now the that's doll. great <laughs> yeah the doll <laughs> so they cool. haven't really done much with it yet but like you know they're going to oh yeah <laughs> and oh my god when colin tries to kiss natalia because he wants to feed off that awkward energy <laughs> yeah but then tries to kiss the doll and it actually upsets him <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> all right so we don't want to talk about this too long because i feel like we'll give away everything if you i mean if you haven't watched it already definitely watch it but uh you want to talk about favorite moments real quick like what was your favorite episode yeah uh i do have a favorite episode uh that be the uh the curse episode in oh, season two nice. where they get an email chain. Um, this has, this has two things that I really like about the series. One is that um, the A plot and B plot like link real, really well. Like, you know, they're freaking out about getting this curse and having to find these email addresses. And then like Guillermo happens to call because of an unrelated thing, telling them to get house cause they're going to die. <laughs> and you know, then when they link up again late, or, you know, they get to the wrong house and it's not theirs and all this stuff. So the A plot and B plot, like, kept touching at, at really good places. And the other thing, too, that this episode did a lot was that um, it showcased how fish out of water these characters are, these vampires, right? This show, like, they're just out of it enough to be believable, right? Like, they've been living in the modern era for a long time. You know, Nandor knows what email is. But he's just never used it, ever. Right, right. Because he's never thought of, you know, it's like, oh, you check that once every hundred years, right? Because I live forever. <laughs> and, you know, he's gotten two, and, you know, he he knows how to answer it, but he doesn't believe that, you know, he thinks that the was actually a curse and not spam. And then he was the wrong address, and he gets a kickback from Mailer Demon, and he thinks <laughs> it's, like, a real thing. Oh, my God, the chain mail, yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah, but so yeah, they're they're just hip enough. You know, they have cell phones. They pretty much know what's going on in the era. But when they do something that is a plot point, it makes sense. You know, it makes sense to that Nandor just has never checked his email yet. 
<laughs> and, you know, it makes even more sense that he only has two of them, you know, when he checks it, right? And you see it to different degrees because they're out of touch, but uh, their master is way more out of touch. He's like, how do we dress right. to go out on a night on the down? And has, like, two gigantic ruffles that they make a big right. deal about. <laughs> yeah, they all kind of have their different levels of, like, with it, right? Right. Like, Nan- Nandor's probably less with it than uh, than the other two. Like, Guillermo's obviously super with it because he lives in this era. Mm-hmm. And, and Colin, Colin is too because he works there. Yeah. Right. He works in, in the modern era. But yet, he doesn't know what the business he works at does because he doesn't care. <laughs> that is such a great touch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ah, Mondays, so yeah, it's huh? all varying levels. It's, it's, it's really good. Like, they... They must have some kind of like like continuity chart or story bible or, or something. Oh yeah. To keep all this like on in track. You can tell it's important to them. Mm. Uh, well, it's like the whole show, right? Like these characters' relations and their little mm-hmm. like subplots. Like nothing's actually happened in this show, really. Right. 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 It's just kind of there. It's just kind of a slice of life. Which where, is what you know, makes little it subplots will happen. Like the bear will happen, or the the guys from Brooklyn will come. You know, that's one or two episodes, but like then that's it, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like the whole season is is this thing. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess there's like What's your the vampire episode? council that kind of reoccurs. Uh, my... Yeah, Guillermo being a vampire killer comes up a lot, and like the council comes back. Yeah, they're sure. trying to kill. There's them. like threads that intertwine it. Uh, my mm-hmm. mine is definitely one that showcases fish out of water, but also their extreme levels of charisma, so they get away with it. And right. it's the Johnny Daytona episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When uh, uh, he's like, I have to go. Uh, another vampire's pissed at me because I never paid him the rent for that condo in L.A. or whatever. <laughs> did you right. recognize who this other vampire is? Famous I actor. No. no. Okay. It's Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker himself. Oh, okay. The Joker. Cool. Every Yeah, everything. Mm-hmm. Um, He's like, I have to find a disguise, one that works throughout the ages in America. A pair of blue jeans and a toothpick. <laughs> And the guy, like, legitimately doesn't recognize him both times until he takes the toothpick out. But, yep. <laughs> like, that's always a fun trope. I would like a human alcohol beverage, please. And they both take it and throw it over their shoulder when the other one's not right. looking. <laughs> mm-hmm. And just the subplot with the girls' vo- volleyball team. Just how invested they both were in it. Like, we must set aside our petty differences and look at the people we're harming. <laughs> Every, yeah, and he gets about that. he gets duped by the the talking fish. One of a thing. kind. Is is he gonna come back in season three? Maybe. I really hope they <laughs> like, can get him, but that's a big get, Mark Hamill. Yeah. If he had enough fun, he'll be back. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which how could you not on this show? Yeah. Yeah, I was watching some like cast interviews and stuff after. Like it seems like they give the the actors a lot of leeway. There's probably a lot of ad libbing going on. I would imagine. Oh, I bet. I bet a lot of these actors uh, are from previous, like really successful comedy shows, like the IT Crowd or the Mighty Boosh, mm. um, Flight of the Concord. One of the guys who writes it is from that. So you got a lot of talent coming into it, and some really, really good gothic horror comedy coming out. Are you looking forward to season three? Are you going to watch it? Oh, absolutely! Yes, yes. Yeah. The day it, yeah, it, the I'm day it drops. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably just yeah, like that week I'll just watch the whole thing probably. Yeah, 
Yeah, I'll get I'll get DoorDash of a really bloody steak and some red wine or something to celebrate. Yeah, really, really get into it. I'll put on a a suit, <laughs> a gothic suit. All right. Yeah, I uh, I definitely recommend this. I'm looking forward to more. If you want to check out any of the uh, other episodes or podcasts we've talked about tonight, like Have You Seen, you can find us on the iTunes podcast app, podcasts.com. We're on Facebook under FapCheck, YouTube under FapCheck, and we're at FapCheck at gmail.com. Until next time, I'm Austin. And I'm Josh. You want to try one more time? And this is Amazeballs. Oh, that was better.